0: Hey there, friend. Thank you so much for tuning into The Diana Show. I'm your host, Diana Piquet. I'm a mother of five. I have children ranging from six to 22 years old. I'm a step, biological, and two-time adoptive mom, and I'm married for the second time around. And after almost 10 years together raising all these kids, I can honestly say I am completely obsessed with him still. I'm a salon owner, a -a twice-a-week podcaster. I'm an enthusiastic painter of flowers and a lover of being alive. Monday episodes are set aside primarily to talk about life and the things that we struggle with and the things that bring us so much joy. We talk about funny stuff. We talk about just chasing the good life and the best version of ourselves and digging deep to really do the work emotionally to show up whole and healthy in the things that we want to do. And lately, I have been interviewing the best women who really, really inspire. I'm so excited to bring you those. If you want to catch me on Instagram, it's ms.dianapiquet, and if you'd like to see my website and anything course creation or painting sales, that is dianapiquet.com. And with that, on with the show. Hey friends, thank you so much for tuning in today. It's me, Diana, Diana Piquet. Um, I am going to talk to you today about difficult conversations, having difficult conversations, best practices for getting what you want out of a difficult conversation and sort of uh, pre-planning what things will go down like when you have to confront something or confront someone that you're very uncomfortable with. If you are anything like me, I do not like conversation. I do not like uncomfortable conversation. If I feel safe, like in a safe environment with my friends, um, I have some close friends down the street. We travel with them a lot. I'm comfortable with the man and the woman. And um, in some ways we have different political views and I am to- I feel totally safe with them to banter back and forth or to say different opinions because when I say what I say, I feel heard and I feel like they're trying to understand where I'm coming from and vice versa. And I think that that's a healthy back and forth. But where it gets really difficult is when you have such a divide on how you see things and you have to have a conversation, whether it's about politics or parenting or just living life in general. That's when things get, in my opinion, I don't love it. I don't love it. I never have. I get a lot of like feelings in my stomach, in my chest. My throat starts to close. Um, Sometimes I feel like I'm going to cry. It's very upsetting. And even the anticipation of it. I knew that I needed to talk to somebody. Um, it's someone that I have at work that I um, have as a client that I needed to talk to about a behavior that they're having and that I want to keep them as a client. And I think that that's when it's the hardest is when you have someone that you love having in, but the way that they're behaving is not appropriate and you have to adjust something Um It's hard because if you were like, if you like came across someone who's just an a-hole in the grocery store and they were acting a certain way, you'd just be like, oh, I guess, uh, Ralph over there is having a difficult day and you would check out and get your groceries and you'd leave and never see Ralph again. You don't care about Ralph, but when it's something that you, someone that you care about or someone that's in your community and it's going to continually affect you. So you have to speak up. It's really, really hard. So I had a situation at work, um, I'd been thinking about it for a while, like how I was going to approach this, it was giving me some some anxiety, but at, at some point, I'm like, I got to just have the conversation, and so I had the conversation, and it went a lot better than I had expected, the outcome was great, I felt heard, I felt she felt heard, we came to um, a resolution that will work for everybody, and everyone left happy, and so I'm like, oh, I can slough all that off, right? Then last night I was talking to one of my kiddos who doesn't feel like they're being necessarily treated fairly at work. And we started talking about ways to advocate for yourself and how this kid of mine, this particular kid of mine is like not that interested in having the conversation. They kind of rather just be walked on or quit the job or whatever, because they are not comfortable having those kind of conversations yet. Well, the interesting thing about those kind of conversations is these go on your whole life. You don't graduate from high school or college or get married, and then you get to skip over these conversations. These are conversations I was explaining to my kid last night. I've had these uncomfortable conversations my whole life. Now, I don't have to have them every day. When I used to be an employer of 45 stylists in in Georgia or, you know, well, it wasn't all stylists, but some of them were like front desk people or managers or whatever, there were plenty of uncomfortable conversations, but I'm not in that position anymore. Right. It's not as frequent. It's not my job, but I remember it back then. Even then I didn't love it. Oh, can I talk to you in my office? You know, like, it, and and you have to like prepare how to do it. Right. And then there's those conversations where you're not prepared. You have to confront something. You're so upset by it that you confront the person in person. And so I feel like those are three different things. Like The person at my work that I had to confront, I had a while to think about it. I had almost to like, not pray, but like kind of like meditate on it and like think about all the different outcomes and like worst case scenario, am I okay with worst case scenario? Am I okay if she just never wants to come in the salon again? Am I okay if X, Y, Z? So I had time to sort of ponder that, but then when it comes to like my kid, they also can prepare as well. And, but I think the thing to realize is that 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 higher up that they're going to go speak to, you know, may not be prepared for the conversation at the time. And so you have to think about like, okay, I've been thinking about this and preparing for this. And thinking about best case scenarios, but I'm kind of blindsiding this person. They didn't necessarily see the conversation coming. So how can I come at this from like sort of a softer angle or like an angle that lets them know, I really love this job. I'm interested in promoting. So best practices for moving on on up the ladder at a, like say a work situation is going to an employer and really complimenting them, saying all the things that you like about the job, all the reasons that you want to stay Um, where you envision yourself in a year or five years and see what they have to say rather than approaching it like, well, I feel like I've kind of tapped out at my job. What do you think? You know, go to them and just say like, I love all that I've learned and I'm curious what you see, you know, what your vision is for me going forward. And would you rather have the conversation now after you've been at the job for a year or would you rather have the conversation in five years from now where you've been doing the same shit and you could have moved up At year one versus year five. So I think there is part of like that, you know, that advocating for yourself in a polite, professional, well thought out way. um, The squeaky wheel definitely does get the grease. So that's what I was trying to tell my kiddo, whether or not that will work out like that or not for them. I don't know. Now there's a third way. There's the aggressive in your face kind of way to confront. And sometimes that's necessary. And that happened to me (laughs) this morning on the way to dropping my daughter off to school. There is a guy who lives in my hood and I, uh, where acquaintances, I know his first name. As I jumped out of the car to yell at him, <laughs> my husband was like, his name is XYZ. So I wouldn't go, Hey asshole. You know, I was that hot. And this doesn't happen to me a lot. I'm not like a very hot headed girl, but this guy has one kid and, um, I feel like sometimes people get singularly focused on being a good parent to the age of their kid, but they forget that there's like a whole gamut of childhood, right? A whole gamut of idiocy when it comes to crossing the streets, riding e-bikes, just because a kid is 17 and looks like an adult doesn't mean they're an adult. They still make really poor decisions on the road and you have to watch for kids. So we are coming out of our alley to take our kid to school we live in this little conglomerate where there's a junior high, a high school and an elementary school. So it's a lot of people driving and dropping off at this time. And I don't know about your town, but we have a ton of e-bikes in our town. And the kids act like idiots generally on them, you know, like they have a helmet on that's not buckled. Sometimes they're doing, I was out for a walk in a neighborhood yesterday and there's two kids popping wheelies up a hill on an e-bike. They're basically putting their kids on little motorcycles and like being like, good luck, best of luck to you out there on the road with two ton cars, whatever, you know, but that's a whole nother podcast. So he is basically waiting in line. And there's a green light, but there's a lot of cars stopped in front of us. And he comes from behind us, speeds down the left-hand side of the road, the wrong-hand side of the road. Speeds like a block and a half down to the turn lane so that he can make the light. And, I mean, I got to tell you, people are constantly pulling up and dropping their kid off at the curb. There's kids crossing the street on that street. It's a really dangerous intersection to act, drive like an asshole. And that's what he was doing. So he takes his turn, he goes to school and we literally like, we drove like same people and got there right behind him. We made all the lights too. And he gets out and runs his, his kiddo up the hill. And I mean, Thomas is like, I could tell you're really upset. I'm like, oh my God, I was like steaming. I was so mad. And keep in mind, we've just had Erlen get in a car accident and hit by someone who was not driving rationally either. And it's really changed a lot of things in our household. It's taken up a lot of our, our, um, emotional, physical, everything. Like it's been a lot for her and for the whole family. So we walk our kiddo up, get, get our hugs, go back to the car, get in the car. Tom's like, you need a pattern interrupt. He's like squeezing my hand, trying to calm me down. We go to pull away and this guy starts walking down the hill towards his car. And I was like, hey, pull the car over. I want to go talk to this guy. So I hop out of the car and I was like, hey, XYZ, can I talk to you for a second? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, I just want to let you know. And I told him the whole thing. And at first, the first part of the conversation, he sort of gaslit me. He's like, well, I wasn't really speeding. And I'm I'm sure he probably wasn't going over like 35 miles an hour. But when all the traffic is stopped and you're going down the wrong side of the road and you're dealing with three you're dealing with children who are from five years old to 18 years old crossing the street right there. You know, yeah. 35 miles an hour is way too fast going down the wrong side of the road. Sorry. So he kind of spent a you know, the first half of the conversation telling me how like, well, I needed to make the light. And I'm like, well, I'm sorry you're late. He's like, well, I wasn't running late. I just wanted to make the light. And I'm like, but I think the thing to understand is is there's a, you live right here and this is how it is Monday through Friday. There are kids. I'm not saying that they are acting like adults, but we need to act like adults when we're behind the wheel. And he's like, oh, I get it. I I get you. And then you're going to love this. I just start crying. And I was like, look, I got to tell you, our kid just got hit a few months ago from someone who was driving erratically. And I know you're a good guy. I see you and your wife bring your kid to school all the time. I've seen you at birthday parties. I know you're a caring parent, but we have kids that go to that high school. There are other children besides, you know, your kid who is whatever age, little kid, you know, Lincoln's age kid. There are other children in this neighborhood. So please be aware. And he's like, finally, he was like, I get you like after I'm crying. Right. He's like, I get it. You know, I see where you're coming from. I'm with you. I was like, thank you. So that's all of these kinds of conversations are no fun to me. I'm not a confrontational person. Um, I'm a very sensitive person. I have a really hard time. I don't have a hard time. I don't feel like necessarily being criticized because I get criticized a lot at home from my kids and my husband, not in a negative way, but like when I do something wrong, I get called out on it at home. And I think it's I'm very comfortable, like, kind of picking that apart and being like, oh, what's my part in that? How can I learn? How can I do better next time? I feel like that is a huge generational leap that Gen Xers have done. Like, we can apologize to our kids. We see the value in observing ourselves and our behavior and trying to correct it next time. Not perfect at it, but I do try and acknowledge it and correct it, right? But I do not love. And I don't know that I'll ever love having confrontational conversations, whether they're highly heated and I'm hopping out of the car to go talk to someone. And sometimes that's needed because I live in this community with this dude and he drives his kid to school every day in the same route. And he should not be driving like that. I know my Mia girl, she is on a scooter all the time. I've talked to her a bazillion times about not having her headphones in, but I know sometimes she sneaks them and zones out and listens to her music super loud and isn't paying attention. We as adults need to be watching out and being diligent, and we certainly don't need to be speeding down the wrong side of the road, right? So I think there comes times when you just, you have to speak up. You just like, you have to, even if it makes you feel like you're going to get sick, even if it makes you feel like your throat's going to close, or even if you come to tears, because it's that important, you know, it could save a life, right? And then there's other times where it's like, well, I got to talk to such and such client about X, Y, Z, and it's not that comfortable, but I got to do it. So getting to a place, I think one of the things that helps me the most is like, well, look, I'm going to have the conversation now, or I'm going to have it a month from now. I can suffer through a month more of this shit behavior with this person, or I can talk to them now and get it over with. But I would rather talk to them now and not blow up on them later. That's one thing, like make sure you understand, you're going to have to have the conversation one way or the other. So would you like to have it in a sane, controlled way, or would you like to blow up on them later and have the relationship blow up? And I've done that too, where I waited too long to talk to a friend because I was afraid to, and then we just came to blows and we're not friends anymore. You can do it that way, or you can do it the same way, which is a loving way. Setting a boundary like that is a loving way to preserve a friendship, preserve a relationship types of personalities and I am definitely included in this uh, confrontation is just really hard. Setting boundaries is really hard. Uh, People pleasing is something that I definitely fall into that category and I have to watch myself not only to protect myself but also because I do not want my son and my daughters seeing that as oh that's how mom was treated so that's how we can treat people or that's how we can expect to be treated. And so I have had to pull myself up in some ways and say, no, I'm going to stand up against X, Y, Z so my kids can see it. Because in many ways, it's not that I'm lazy, but I'd almost rather just like get walked over or do the extra work or not get paid my worth or take on the extra duty so that I don't have to speak up for myself. But the problem with that is that, If you start letting that behavior happen in relationships, in some relationships, if you've got someone who is kind of abusive in that way, it just can run on out of control. And then before you know it, it's a situation where it's like, wow, this is not working. And then you end up with that whole thing where I was talking about with blowing up on each other. So boundaries have been something that I've been working on for a while now, but I just thought it was so interesting to have those three different scenarios pop up. And actually all of them ended up, okay, you know, turning out okay. Um, and feeling, I felt like, okay, I, even with this guy, I at least got my point across and I was, you know, like I came home and I finally calmed down and I was like, seriously, like if you guys could see what the street is like every morning, like we're right across from the high school, it's bonkers. Like imagine any scene, like any scene, like if you've seen karate kid or any of those scenes where children are just, they're not paying attention they're not paying attention. And I get so frustrated by people who are like so concerned with their little kids. And I'm concerned with my little kid too, but big kids are not adults yet. Their frontal lobes are not developed. And so they too still need protecting sometimes from themselves. And it's really important for adults to behave like adults around teenagers, not for adults to behave like fellow teenagers as well. So frustrating to me. So I started thinking, I'm like, you know, maybe like, maybe he's thinking about that right now. Maybe he talked to his wife about it. Maybe his wife is like, yeah, dude, I've been telling you, you can't drive like that. And by the way, it's a shit example for your kid who's in the car, seeing you behave like that. It's just a very like, oh, we're the only ones in the whole wide world way to conduct yourself. Oh, we can break the rules. We can go around traffic. We can, you know, run, run the light. You know, we can possibly hurt someone. It's It's important because I need to get you to school on time. I mean, come on. Anyway, so I felt like it was worth speaking up and saying when it comes to confrontation, it is worth it. Um, It's part of life and maybe not the most fun part of life. Um, But it is something, even us that, you know, like if you're not in law enforcement or if you're not in upper management or if you're not in lower management, like it doesn't matter you still have to have the skills to speak up for yourself. And I think some forward thinking about how you're going to approach it and thinking about, okay, well, what's the worst case scenario? Am I okay with that? If that happens? Um, I mean, I guess my worst case scenario with this guy today was like, you know, maybe he's going to yell at me, but I didn't think it was going like, to punch me or hurt me. I know him. I would not approach a man on the street that I didn't know by myself. But I know this guy. I've seen him before. He's a gentle person, really. And he's a good dad. I just don't think he was thinking. So was it uncomfortable? Yes. Was I going to come to bodily harm if he didn't agree with me? No. So kind of thinking about what's the worst case scenario and are you okay with it? I was okay with it if he screamed at me and was like, shut up, bitch. You know, you don't have any right to tell me how to drive. Then I'd be like, okay, what an asshole. But it's not like he's going to break my nose, you know? So... I think thinking about the worst case scenario, I think thinking about what's the worst case scenario if you don't speak up. What is the worst case scenario in a situation like that if you don't speak up? If I don't speak up to this woman who has not been appropriate in the salon. It it the behavior's going to continue. I'm going to have other people think that that's okay to do that. You know, so one way or another you have to deal with it. It's part of being a grown up. It's part of being oh, it's it's part of being sort of in a way, like I feel like in a way I have sort of an introverted soul when it comes to that kind of stuff, but sometimes it's really important to use your voice and speak up. So I hope that it this reaches someone's ears that maybe has something going on in their life that they're like, I really need to speak up for myself, but I just don't want to, or I'm so tired of way, the way that my sister keeps talking to me or the my mother-in-law or whatever it is, the person in your life. Um... Because I think relationships can improve with proper communication and saying like, hey, I'm not okay with that. And there's lots of different ways to communicate that. You can confront them face to face. You could write them a letter. Um, you could communicate with like, hey, I'm not coming to that event. You can com- communicate by removing yourself. So there's lots of different ways to do it. But I do think it is important to stand up for yourself because you are worth it. Um, I I think I'm going to rename the podcast to the, you are worth it, but I think it all revolves around you are worth it and you are worthy and your voice matters. And it's important to speak up for yourself. And, um, yeah. All right. That's my take on that. Thank you for tuning in on this Monday. I hope that you have a bright, shiny day. I'm going to have a, in my heart, it's going to be a bright, shiny day, but it's a dark gloomy day outside, but still I'm going to take a bright, shiny attitude. All right, guys, have a good one. Bye hey friends thank you so much for listening to another episode of the diana show if you want to catch me on instagram i am ms.dianapake and if you want to check out my website where you can find all of my episodes my paintings and so much more it is dianapake.com thanks so much have a great day